Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Check this out. A Camaro whipping through the streets of Chicago on the way for an Italian beef at the Bear. Cousin! NASCAR got noise and traffic complaints from people in the city. Whoa, cousin! It was a race, what were they thinking? Also, the latest on Shohei Otani, the latest, latest on Damian Lillard's trade request, and the latest, latest on Harden's latest, latest, latest trade request. Let's go around the horn. Oh, Angels fans, I feel you. You cannot fault Angels fans right now for thinking, what did we do to deserve this? So yesterday, Mike Trout put on the injured list, broken hammock bone, left wrist, possibly out four to six weeks, possibly surgery. Hours later, Shohei Otani pitching, and he was hit hard. And then he was lifted from his start with a blister on his throwing hand. He then didn't bat when his time came up later in the game. Now his All-Star week is in doubt pitching-wise, at least. It has some connecting dots from a blister to a cracked nail, to an elbow, to an arm, to a shoulder. I mean, I'm just going to throw it all on the table right now. Can the Angels survive this? Could it mean there would be movement in a trade at a deadline? Is this fluky or something worse with this team? Well... The Angels' problem, Tony, is that they don't just have to survive this to get into the playoffs. They have to be better than how they've been with Mike Trout this season. Right now, they're four games back out of a wild-card spot. Fangrass has them with just a 20% chance to make the postseason. There are nine teams ahead of them. And without Mike Trout, their batting average is just average. Their rotation is just average. I think at a certain point, and that point has to come pretty soon, they have to take a hard look in the mirror and realize that the only thing worse than trading away the best player in baseball, Shohei Otani, would be having him walk after this season for nothing. And that seems to be where things are headed if they don't seriously consider a trade. Israel Gutierrez, I'll bring you in here. Have we gotten to that point? Really? It's a discussion that's being had already, and it was even before these injuries because obviously there's still a few games back in the wild card, and I I don't know. I I think it's hard to say, right? I think if you're in baseball team, you recognize there's still a couple months left or a couple plus where you can still make that run after Mike Trout comes back. I know it's a small sample size, but in the eight games he didn't start, they're six and two. You know, the Ohtani's hitting 417 in games that Trout doesn't play, and so if they basically have to uh, get away with not playing with Trout, they can maybe, you know, sort of stay afloat and make their run late in the season. Rendon has had a terribly injury-prone season. If he can recover from this latest and then finally get going late in the season, I think you almost have to give it, you have to give your organization, you have to give your fans, you have to give the team a try. You have to give it an opportunity, not sell Shohei. He's such a unique player. Play with him, end the season with him, see what happens, and if not, hey, at least you tried. Kevin Blackestone. Well, they're missing their three best players all of a sudden. 
Um, Rendon, who's been injury prone since he's been there. Uh, <laughs> I don't no, even Tani. know if you can count Rendon in, in your Troika exactly. here, right? But sure, exactly. Yeah. Right. And even Trout, who's been hurt on and off the last several years. He's missed, a, he's missed a bunch of games. And even with them all being healthy, they were still, as Mina pointed out, in third place in their division behind the World, World Series champion Astros, who are going to step on the gas at some point, and the Rangers, who are playing out of this world. So you really got to start thinking about what your roster is, what you've got going forward, and whether or not you can afford to keep Otani, given what he could bring on the open market in terms of a rebuild. Courtney Cronin. They're 45 and 43 right now. This is, shouldn't be the time to panic, but this is a team that has to look at what's coming up after the season. Shohei said he wants to play for a team that's a contender when he signs his next deal. He could potentially go to the Yankees, to the Los Angeles Dodgers as a short-term rental. I think they're teams who are contending who would absolutely want to make that move to the point that everybody's made, though, about missing their three best players. Think about how much money has been wrapped up in Rendon, in Trout, in Otani. That's 40 4% of their 40-man payroll that's been annihilated in the last 24 hours. Really rough stuff for the Los Angeles Angels. Is that Angels. fluky? And I think Is that some type of terrible, terrible curse that's been put on this team? I don't know, I don't know Tony. They've never team. had a winning record since Mike Trout and Shohei Otani have been on the same team. I don't know if that's cursed, if it's fluky, or if it's just bad injury luck here. But they have to start thinking about the future, and you don't want to let Shohei Otani walk away for free. You have to at least <laughs> consider trading him I before you, the Courtney. deadline on August 1st. I hear Mina say the same thing. If I'm running a team, I don't I don't want to be known as the guy who traded away Shohei Otani. I, I, I just not, or Mike Trout even, you know? I, I want to be known as the guy who traded away everybody else, brought in everybody and tried to make them happy, you know? I, I, I get it. Losing him I for mean, nothing is bad, but that's on that's Otani than for leaving. Whereas here, I'm not the one who's sending him away for a future draft picking years. Yeah, you'll just be remembered as the guy that couldn't win with them and oh, then yeah. set the team up for failure after he left. Like, that'll that be guy. the legacy. You're saying. You know? I'll give you the last word and we'll move on. Yeah, you try to prepare for the future. What better future do you want than the best player in the game over the last decade and the best player in the game for the next decade? I think you kind of got to work with what you got. You said, uh, at least we tried. They don't, they don't give out trophies for that. Sometimes they give out cakes, at least you try. Not anymore. But they don't <laughs> give out cookies. We'll, we'll move on. NBA now, since we last talked. Free agency and everything that went down there. And the two trade requests, Damian Lillard and James Harden. Who do you want to start with here? We, we've seen one a million times. We've waited a million times for another one. Let's start with Lillard. Miami, Miami, Miami is all you hear. Is there anybody else? Israel, you're in... South Florida, what is the Lillard trade market and where you think he winds up? Look, it's a one-team trade market. It's, it is Miami. We've seen this with so many other stars. We've seen this all the time. And with Damian Lillard in particular, the star who has been more loyal than almost all of those others, except for the ones who stay for their entirety of their career, but he has been more loyal and waited, what, say, three or even four years to be able to ask for this trade. And now all of a sudden you're going to give him, you're not going to give him what he wants. You're not going to send him to the organization that he wants to go to. That's going to be a terrible look for you mm. as an organization going forward. Mm. So that's just not something that they want to do. This is all posturing to try to make sure that they get, meaning Portland, what they want in return. And I'll, I'll just say this about what they're offering in return, meaning the Heat, if it is indeed a, a deal centered around Tyler Hero. This idea that he is not a valuable player in Tyler Hero, the guy who's, you know, sixth man of the year, who's a fringe all-star player a couple of years ago, who started 
started uh, and averaged 20 points a game on this Miami Heat team. He is not some throwaway. He is a nice player that you can get back in a deal. So what mm. Portland really should do is pump up Tyler Hero and, and what he can add to a team and sort of a new age C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard there with him and Simons. But uh, there's only one team that Damian Lillard is going to go to, and that's Miami. You have no doubt there. Hmm, okay. Now, I just no, wonder how much times. of this might be seen through Miami-colored glasses. Mita Cobbs, I'll bring you in. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. The notion that the Blazers have to repay his loyalty by accepting the worst possible trade out there, that they're worried about the terrible look that it would send. Oh, man, all the free agents <laughs> clamoring to go to Portland are going to change their mind because they didn't give James Lewis exactly what he, he wants. That doesn't sit right by me. The argument for Dame having leverage and for Miami being the option that I am far more sympathetic to is less about optics and more about teams mm -hmm. maybe being reluctant to trade for Dame if they truly believe he does not want to play for them. That is why I do think Miami is still the most likely outcome, but I also think it's probably going to take a multi-team, probably a three-team mm -hmm. trade to get it done because the straight-up trade is such a bad return. If you can at least involve a team like, I don't know, Brooklyn or Toronto, maybe get some picks headed Portland's way, it'll seem a bit more palatable to the Blazers. The most likely outcome is what we're hearing. Here's a definite outcome for a word you used earlier in your discussion. See, she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. That's what makes it so good. Cordy Cronin, I'll bring you in here on Lillard. And is there any market other than Miami? My heart says Miami. My brain says the Los Angeles Clippers somehow coming into the play, into play here because James Harden gets traded there and then Damian Lillard ends up in Portland. I understand the loyalty aspect here, but both Dame Lillard and Portland kind of messed up in this whole thing. Portland should have traded him two years ago and not given him the contract extension, which ends up affecting his trade value. But Dame also used Portland to get the max. So both are, I don't know if you want to assign blame or put fault on here, but my, Portland's not going to get the sort of return that the Oklahoma City Thunder got for Paul George going to the Los Angeles Clippers. They're not going to get the Utah return of the four or five first-round draft picks. A third team has to be involved here to make this trade worthwhile. So I think the way Philadelphia 76ers come into play here, they've got a very disgruntled James Harden. If they're able to move him to the Los Angeles Clippers, take the draft capital assets and flip that into a Portland trade, maybe Dame ends up in Philadelphia and they've got a new okay. backcourt with Pat Bev and then Joel Embiid's happy. Okay, now I'm following you. And now you've connected our two puzzle pieces here, Lillard and Harden. Is it that way for you, Kevin Blackstone? Is that our path Ooh. out of these multiple trade requests? I mean, that is that is one path that, that's out there, certainly. Um, but, you know, another one that's out there that we haven't talked about is maybe the Boston Celtics, who have been the most fearless um, team uh, after the after the uh, end of the, the, the season in getting rid of a guy like Marcus Smart, who's the heart and soul of that team. You know that Jalen Brown has... Uh, always been, uh, well, the last couple of seasons have been uncomfortable about how he's been uh, treated by the front office there or valued, I should say. Um, the moves that they've made, maybe Dame Lillard could wind up going to Boston and Jalen Brown could wind up leaving there. And oh, going so to you've Portland. got more moves I mean, now. Listen to Kevin sure, well, Blackstone. Uh, came out because we know that Dame said he wants to be with a contender, right? Uh -huh. So what better contender if you can't do the Miami thing than going to Boston? Israel, what's on your mind? right now. Well, it's the idea that this Miami package is the terrible package and that we're trying to get all these other players for Portland. Here, I have a simple question for Portland. What are you doing? 
Are you rebuilding or are you trying to build a champion right now? Because if you're rebuilding, you're never going to get a superstar for a superstar for Damian Lillard. Even if you did get Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown going to win you a championship as your number one guy anytime soon? No. So you take the one with all the draft picks. You take the one with the younger players. Portland's clearly having trouble deciding what they're doing because they signed Jeremy Grant to a huge deal, which makes no sense whatsoever. It was just a recovery deal just in case Damian Lillard were to go elsewhere. How does that make sense if you're rebuilding? So, look, the idea that the, the, the Miami Heat trade is the worst possible trade, I think is just flat out wrong. And the idea that Portland has this, this leverage and they can create this great team by trading Damian that's just not going to happen. So just buy into the rebuild. Tell us how you really feel, Israel. Mina, last word. I'll let you get back in. So, so the argument is just because you overpaid Jeremy Grant means you have to doom yourself to mediocrity instead of embracing a rebuild. No, the argument is they don't know here? what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to tell them what they should do. Rebuild. I'm intrigued picks. by this combo package here. Get Harden involved, get Lillard involved. Everybody who's involved in a trade request, all in one move, moving through different Did you see Harden this weekend? Fourth of July party with the Sixers owner. Josh, who goes to the party with the owner of the team you just requested a trade for? Literally. White party, too. Perfect. You guys look like you're rocking a white party today. It. I like the look. Money we'll back by ourselves next. Our invite down. got lost in the mail. <laughs> Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. Let's play a game. Anybody know the total number of dollars spent in NBA free agency as of this afternoon? Two billion. Courtney Cronin coming in. I mean, this, this 1.9 and change, but I'll give you the bonus there. Billions of dollars are moving, right? And hasn't really been megastars. A, a few solid rotation guys, a few all-stars, but that is wow money. Israel, what are you buying as the biggest wow signing? To me, it's Fred Van Vliet with Houston, uh, the three years and 40 million plus per. And it's partially because you looked at what they had going uh, before this, and it's a very young team drafting a man Thompson, Jabari Smith from last year, Jalen Green. But you're putting defensive pieces around them in a, in a Dylan Brooks and solid veterans around him in Fred Van Vliet and Jeff Green. I really like what they're building there in Houston. Kevin Blackstone, biggest wow signing. 
Well, you mentioned Dylan Brooks. I mean, this guy got clowned out of the NBA at the end of the playoffs. Some people are talking about him winding up in China. But he gets a four-year, $80 million deal to do what he's been doing since he's been in this league, and I think that's pretty So you're remarkable. both circling uh, Houston and the moves they've made, and in your case, Dylan Brooks. Courtney Corona, Dylan how about Brooks. you? When I say, wow, it doesn't always reflect something good. Sometimes it's, wow, what are the Portland Trailblazers doing giving Jeremy Grant a five-year, $160 million extension? Look, I know that if he would have walked, that means that Damian Lillard was going to ask for a trade. Well, about 14 hours or so after they give him this deal, Damian Lillard asked for a trade anyways. Jeremy Grant makes the same amount on an average annual basis as Jason Tatum. He is not the same player as Jason Tatum. And now they're stuck with him, a team that has Jaden Sharp, that has Scoot Henderson that's pretty soon not going to have Damian Lillard and is moving in a completely different direction. And now they've got Jeremy Grant on the books for five years. The fireworks were last night, but you guys are bringing it today. Tell me how you really feel, Gordy. And Mita Kives, a starting that makes you say, well... I'm going to go wow in a different way and do a deal that made me say, wow, that's a good deal. I was surprised that the Lakers were able to retain Austin Reeves for four years, $56 million. Talking about a guy who was the third best shooter in the postseason, plays excellent defense. I thought he would get like $100 million. So for them to bring him back on that kind of deal, that made me say, Mm -hmm. wow. Team, which team you have buying has done the best so far? Kevin Blackstone, you want to sell that? Well, I'll pick up where Mina left off, and I'll talk about a team that apparently didn't really do much uh, in this free agency period, and that's the L.A. Lakers. They were able to retain their core. Mm. They went out and got somebody like Cam Reddish and and Prince and and got some size with Jackson. And so they believe that the moves that they made in the middle of last season are going to improve them this season. That very well could be the case, especially with somebody like Rui Hachimura. Wait a minute, you lost me there. So you think the Lakers didn't make enough moves? No, I think that they made their moves during the regular season, midway through the regular season, and they are going to double down on those by not making any huge moves during this free agency period. Comfortable with their core. Oh, okay, because a lot of people give them one of the highest grades this this offseason. Cordy Cronin. I think that the Lakers are absolutely deserving of this grade because they didn't do what they normally do, which is go star chasing. They didn't chase Fred Van Vliet. They didn't chase Kyrie Irving. They ended up going and prioritizing their young stars in the postseason. No, They dared other teams to give Austin Reeves a max, and then they ended up not having to match that offer. They got him on a really good price, and I think this core, that what you have right now, a team that was 19-8 and after the trade deadline last year, you give them a full year with Darvin Ham, and imagine where things could go this offseason. Plus, these are some tradable contracts. If things aren't going according to plan, you can do what you did last year and rework this team again at the trade deadline. Israel, it doesn't seem like you're buying. If you could just focus on the Lakers for a second. Well, I mean, look, I think they are a Western Conference Finals team, which is what they were last year. And, yes, if they run it back, can they get a little bit better? Sure, they can get a little bit better. Uh, But I think LeBron James, if he's going to be in control of that team for much of it, probably going to be a little bit worse, probably going to suffer through some injuries. Same thing for Anthony Davis. So I think they needed to, even though they felt good about what they had last year, I felt like they needed to upgrade. I think the team that I really like is the Golden State Warriors. I mean, I'm not going to overlook a four-time champion getting re-signed to his team and being the key figure in allowing them to run it back run it back essentially and try to win another championship and they've already done the more difficult part of moving Jordan Poole's contract on and getting Chris Paul in return Jordan Poole became unplayable at a point Chris Paul only becomes unplayable if he's actually injured which he kind of is a lot 
<laughs> yes. Uh, okay. And Mina Kimes. Uh, I do like the Lakers and the Warriors. I'm going to reward the Suns for a high degree of difficulty because when they did the Bradley Beal trade, I assumed they would be so top-heavy they'd have to fill out the rest of their roster with aging veterans on minimums. Instead, they brought in some useful and kind of young outside of Eric Gordon who's not getting making a lot of money help. Yuta Watanabe, bring back Okogi. Those are good signings, and this team suddenly looks a lot healthier than I thought. Horn comes in quick. No buy yourself three this afternoon. Vita Kives, Kevin Blackestone, thanks for joining us today. Though you look like you can walk straight to a clam bake. I mean, this is an incredible look for, for this panel today. I love it. <laughs> Gutierrez Cronin, that'll be our showdown next. What's a clam bake? Never been to one either. I don't know. I mean, I was just grasping. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Cubs Brewers. A thriller on the 4th of July. Ian Happ had an outfield assist in the 10th to save the game. Buddy, what of that with an outfield assist in the 11th to save the game? This game also had ejections, ball and strike, but first base coach tossed for that. It also had a roof debate. You know, closing a roof in the middle of the game. Are you allowed to do that? How does that happen? Cubs manager Dave Ross got heated, got heat ripped. In the end, when all the fireworks were done, Cubs got the win. Israel, what's the favorite part of the ruin? Well, my favorite part is David Ross complaining. First of all, complaining about the roof being closed, which the effect of the roof being closed is the same for both teams, but after a win, you're just supposed to keep quiet, keep quiet, don't say a word, just say, hey, the umpires were great today, save it Gordy for a Those cheating brewers were no match for the Cubs. Uh, the home team has the discretion to keep the roof open or closed, but it has to stay that way throughout the entire game, mm. unless there's inclement mm. weather. There was sun on that field. Mm. No reason to close it. Cheating brewers, Courtney says, the one from Chicago. Very interesting. Cubs won the game. Chicago gets the point. We'll move on. NASCAR Chicago Street Race is what we talk about next. Shane Van Gisbergen in his Camaro winning the race at Kiwi. It's his first NASCAR race and he won it. Like I said, a Camaro whipping through the streets of Chicago. That's what we're here for, right? This is authentic. This is NASCAR going for something different. Four and three quarter million wash on NBC and Peacock. The weather didn't cooperate. And the city received some complaints about noise and traffic. <laughs> Not sure what they think it was going to happen. Courtney, was this fun to watch? Should it be back now that they have complaints? 
It was absolutely fun to watch. I love seeing my city in that light. I also love that people get to experience what it's like during rush hour at Jackson and Michigan Avenue with that 11-car pileup. <laughs> at Israel? Yeah, if there's anybody here today that knows Chicago, it's me. And trust All me, right. they no, don't want no, that. No, 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 no. I like this, the Netflixification going for F1-style street racing. Courtney, your pop loves street racing, right? Sure did. The annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest was not the only display of athleticism. On Independence Day, the Peachtree Road Race taking place on July 4th in Atlanta. Ethiopia's Senberi Teferi was within striking distance of the finish line. She follows a police car off track. She ends up costing herself $7,000 in winnings. No! Wow. They should give her the motorcycle. Wow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.